0: hello everyone and uh, welcome to the first episode of uh, house of cards uh, this is ingame Kowalski and I'm here with uh, one of the game's internal testers and uh, discord moderators uh, fun police uh, how are you doing fun police how are you
1: I'm doing good today uh, how are you doing
0: I'm doing great I'm doing great I'm uh, starting this uh, uh, this new endeavor and uh, I'm very excited about this and happy to have you here. So, um, before we dive into the discussion and the topics we have uh, prepared for today, allow me to take a moment, uh, please, to present this new endeavor of mine to to the listeners. Uh, As most of you know, I have created a a website slash uh, blog uh, for the game of cards, uh, which is kowalskianalysis.com, where I post all sorts of articles, such as uh, commentary of the meta, decks and strategies, uh, tips and tricks, and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, Now, it's still early and it's not full of content, but uh, there is plenty and I have enough positive feedback uh, from the community to keep uh, going and I wish to thank you for that. Uh, But I've also had this thought where I wanted to do something more than just writing, something in a different form, uh, more creative. And the podcast uh, seemed ideal because uh, it's easy to make, it can be non-live and thus there's no pressure and it can be repetitive in the frequency that uh, suits me best And uh, for now, I'm thinking to keep it in a once per per month basis, but I don't want to make any promises. I'll see how it goes and uh, uh, I will act accordingly. Uh, So with with that said, uh, we're ready to get started on our first episode, uh, where me and FanPolice, we will talk about some aspects of uh, balance in the game. Uh, But uh, I don't want to spoil it entirely. Uh, So for now, let me give the floor to you, FanPolice. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about you, what is your role in uh, cards, Uh, what does it include, and uh, stuff stuff like that.
1: Alrighty, so to give some background on myself, uh, I started playing cards during the closed beta uh, back in 2019, I believe, or 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been with the game for two to three years now, and... uh, I have. I was. Ex- I was invited to join the internal testing uh, group. I guess, which is a group that does about ba- that gives feedback on balance changes and the expansions and pretty much anything new that gets added to the game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, of course, I'm also a moderator on the Discord. But uh, that is the primary things I do and one thing before we go any more forward uh i need to lay out that although i am part of internal testing i can only give feedback and anything that i say in this podcast is my opinion alone mm-hmm. uh it doesn't represent the devs it doesn't represent anybody else course, any other internal testers of uh, course yeah because i I've, I've seen people uh take my word as like what the okay. devs believe which, yeah yeah
0: you know. uh, so it's a, it's a great thing to to explain that uh, beforehand but uh, also uh, one question about this um, does that also mean that you're just uh, like uh, like observing and testing and then uh, and then uh, present the results to the devs or do you also propose uh, uh, let's say practical changes that can be done what what do you think about this? Uh, what I'm saying do you just present the situation as it is or do you also uh, are you more active on this and you also propose uh, propose things
1: uh yeah people in the internal testers can give ideas i i am definitely probably the most active in mm-hmm. giving ideas out i would say okay uh you know a lot of them obviously don't go through but some changes that have actually come out have been ones i've come up with
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and you know i won't say specifically which ones but there's been a decent amount okay, uh, okay. In the past since I've been an internal tester
0: okay that's uh, that's good to know um, so uh, as we're in the subject of uh, uh, of balance changes and uh, balance in the game why don't we start a little bit about that I mean uh, um, what is your uh, opinion on the on the current meta is there any some sort of uh, lack of balance? Um, how how do you see it? Like uh, like like a casual player, let's say for starters. So like um, how do you feel when playing?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely. I would say I'm a very laid back player in terms of the meta. Uh, a very stuff what? Sorry, really... excuse me.
0: How did you say that?
1: I'm a very casual uh, and laid back okay. okay, type okay. of player.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, stuff doesn't really bother me that much. Like. <laughs> uh, Like even like if you go back to like fast the fast Heinz meta even like stuff like that doesn't bother me Uh, resistance when it originally came out doesn't bother me Uh, even if you go back way back to when Brit control was like the only deck worth playing Mm -hmm. uh, before the first World Championships that didn't bother me so you know I don't have a lot of problems with the meta right now but I do. Due to how I'm an internal tester, I look at feedback, and I definitely see there are problems within the meta right now that need fixing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. uh Okay.
1: You know. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, uh, we will uh, get to, to that later. Uh, I'm sure there is uh, plenty of material <laughs> to discuss about this. But uh, I would also like to to clarify that, uh, uh, from my understanding and from what I have read on Discord, there is a uh, uh, there is a balance change uh, coming up uh, soon uh, these days, and um, I mean uh, the uh, the early days of April, and uh, or the second week or something. And uh, this podcast is uh, is recorded before this uh, balance pass patch is announced. So um, anything we say or discuss is going to be without knowing, at least on my part, uh, what this is going to be about. So it's going to be on a theoretical level. Uh, okay, so yeah, we will uh, get back later to, uh, to the specific uh, balance issues uh, uh, of the meta right now and how do you perceive it based on uh, the players. Uh, I would say that also I have, I have not uh, been playing uh, such a long time. I've, I've been playing since uh, the official release, uh, you know, in the first uh, lockdown in early May uh so from what you what you just described i i have experienced everything from uh, fast heinz and uh, forward um and uh yeah i'm uh, even though i'm not a casual player i play very i am quite competitive i would say um i i also don't get uh, uh i also don't mind that much about uh, about things i mean Uh, obviously during a game I might get uh, angry or mad about something but uh, I try to to look at the bigger picture (laughs) of things and uh, um, understand maybe the situations Um, so uh, you said you you have a significant role uh, as significant you have a a role as it turns out in the uh, in the balance changes um, and uh, the proposals about them uh, what do you see? Th- what do you think about about the latest? I mean, again, I'm asking your personal opinion as a as a player. What about what do you think about the um, the latest uh, balance changes? Let's say uh, after after breakthrough from breakthrough and on.
1: Okay, so from breakthrough and on, um, yeah, that's all right. So it's a mixed bag for me. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think beforehand, I think a lot of people agree that before Breakthrough, there was a relatively healthy meta, or argue. Uh, I've even seen people say some of the best I, they've I, seen of the I meta agree with in that. a long time. I agree
0: with that too. It was both uh, uh, a wide variety of uh, decks to play, uh, which were all uh, viable. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I remember, of course, uh, the the champion the the tournaments are a different uh, story. But I remember in the World Championship we were even seeing tokens being played and being banned as as the most uh, uh, as the most uh, dangerous deck. But uh, it was an indicator of how much uh, variety there was, uh, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then after Breakthrough, uh, it has. You know obviously you know we give feedback and try to do uh but the release of breakthrough definitely shook a lot of things up mm-hmm. uh you know and there was arguably some questionable changes that ended up happening mm-hmm. uh several that i really didn't agree with okay uh, and i think overall it has affected the game in a more negative way mm-hmm. i still have like I still mostly think balance changes are good, but I do think some of the changes that ended up going through were questionable in their reasons or purpose.
0: Okay. Can, can you give some examples of those? Is Are you allowed to do it?
1: Uh, that is an interesting question. Um, yeah, so, well, okay, so I don't... This isn't a change that... Like, for example, let's go with counteroffensive as an example.
0: Okay, sure, okay. Uh,
1: Yeah, everybody knows it. Everybody tolerates it or hates it or Mm -hmm. whatever. But uh, so, you know, like it came out, the balance change went out. It was a completely useless card and then was made into a very strong card, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and it is it was fine. You know, it's hard to buff cards to be a meta thing, you know, take it from useless to like an actual good card used in a competitive list. Mm hmm. Uh, and it ended up overshooting its boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think most people can agree the plus two plus two is a little too much of a buff.
0: It's a little too uh, much, yeah. But I think I think that's the only problem. I I mean, uh, I haven't played a lot of with counteroffensive counteroffensive. Just some some Jagro a little bit lately, but. Um, also, my feeling from seeing others playing it and from tournaments, it's like uh, it's it's kind of draw-dependent. It's uh, the deck overall is it's not that great, I think, either it is uh, US or Soviet or uh, Japanese uh, variants. Uh, but um, for sure, the, the 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 buff itself is a little bit too much, especially given that you can give it to a to a Blitz tank and it can OTK in uh, just like that
1: yeah so you know uh so there's definitely like a problem there with how much of a buff i don't particularly think there is an issue with it having burst damage
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: you know like at least you know and this might deviate a little off topic but uh we've seen for a long time that like mid-range decks Mm -hmm. have had a very hard time in cards Mm. and at least to me stuff like bolster the ranks and Uh, counter-offensive are kind of how mid-range will exist in cards at least in a competitive sense okay uh you know people think of mid-range as a thing where i'm going to play a big unit every turn and eventually win the game but i see it more so like counter-offensive decks are i think more of the way that mid-range will exist in the game and whether you agree with how that should be mid-range or not, that's where we've seen successful mid-range lists appear?
0: Yes, I think the the, the trick with mid-range is to be adaptive, you know to have multiple options um, to have different styles of gameplay depending on the matchup and uh, uh, decks like uh, the U.S. Germany bolster the ranks or uh, counter offensive decks. They they fit well into that role because they can um, either be aggressive, like uh, uh, with an early 35T and start pushing, or they can make a, a big panther or a big uh, uh, M4A1, M4, M4A1 and try to uh, to control the board. So. Even if that is, even we cannot uh, say if that is strictly mid range or not, but it feel it falls under the the umbrella if you ask me. So I agree on that.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, you know, talking about deck archetypes, everybody's got their own, you know, mm-hmm. standards. But uh, you know, but back to realign on topic. Uh, counter offensive, I think, gives too much health. I think that's one of the biggest problems with it, is mm-hmm. that the unit is not only hitting very hard, but then also being essentially a hard removal check.
0: That's, that's the problem uh, for me too. And, yes. that
1: also, and that then also is compounded by the fact that these targets are often coming down on the immune to orders cards. Like the M4A1 is probably the most mm-hmm. yes. uh, commonly seen one you know uh those are amplifying the power and that is its own problem i think in the game that needs a change but uh you know but counter offensive is definitely a card i uh think needs a nerf uh in some regard and i think that it has the fact that it hasn't got a nerf was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know i you know a month or two after the change i can understand wanting to let it sit but it's been what 4 months now since that change and we still haven't seen a change to yes, it yes
0: that's true that's true we haven't seen uh... Uh, we haven't seen a change since uh, four months. I, I cannot uh, realize that uh, it's already April 2021. This is off topic, but I cannot believe how fast uh, 2021 is moving, uh, in contradiction yeah, it, to <laughs> to 2020. But it definitely. has been uh, four months. Uh, yeah. So I I agree with you almost 100% that the uh, the main problem, especially, is the, is the extra defense because. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you don't have the option to to double trade. Like uh, if the um, if the buffed unit is has uh, eight defense or something, and it's early game because it's very likely to be early game. The uh, you can do a uh, what's it called a, a winter war plus counter offensive on turn four or five. So if you don't have hard removal at that point, it it you are a very tough spot and you cannot double trade into it you you will need two units that make up uh, eight uh, damage total and that's going to be hard in the in the early game so that's that's my problem uh, with it uh, i would say i agree with you uh, about counter offensive uh what about uh, uh okay one of the most uh, controversial uh, changes was the the initial uh, nerf of uh, flam panzer um uh where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, so I was actually going to talk about that <laughs> next uh, cuz I found the January update log. Uh yeah, so uh that was a very yeah, that was not the original change which for those that may not remember uh Flame Panzer was originally nerfed From destroying any one cost or less unit to only being able to destroy ground units that Mm -hmm. cost one or less. Uh, There was no body change. And that was uh, a change that I agreed with nerfing Flame Panzer. It was, I believe, like, since its release, the top three and most used cards like uh, i believe for it over a year mm-hmm. yeah that card was everywhere and mm-hmm. was definitely cramping down on certain decks you know mm-hmm. like we had definitely like you know brit air hadn't existed in a long time and a variety of stuff like that uh but the exact change was not one i really agreed with
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh you know i had discussions with people about it uh and the problem Really is that it has a very strong deployment effect. And then it was stapled onto a really pretty much a vanilla body for, you know, a three yeah. credit, a three credit tank. Uh, and that caused problems because you couldn't you pretty much had to two for one the body and then also suffer losing a third unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a problem. And we really saw that the removal of Flame Panzer made Brit Air like instantly one of the best decks uh and eventually that change got walked back into uh a different change where now it is just a 3-3 with its original effect which is just kill a one cost or less unit uh i think that was a much more effective nerf to it Mm -hmm. uh you know personally i would have liked to seen a different change that i had thought about but uh this change seems to have its effect where it, where Flame Panzer is a strong card, but not a overly, uh, but it's not overly nerfed like yes. it was before. Okay. It yes. can still keep, uh, and, like Brit Air in line.
0: Uh, yes, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. As I said, Fl- Flame Panzer was one of the most controversial, uh, uh, balance changes and, uh, Although I agree with you that the latest version of Panzer is probably optimal. I mean, when I when I first saw it, uh, I was like, um, I'm not sure it's gonna be exactly like it was before. It's still too beefy. It's still too too big a unit. But then, after playing a little bit, I realized the uh, other aspects, uh, such as it's uh, uh, it's within carpet bombing range. Uh, it's 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 true. It's it, there's much difference uh, than before, but I was not on the on the hater side. I have to say uh, of the initial flampanzer uh, uh, change. I was uh, I was actually uh, I I also wanted uh, uh, that card to be nerfed. I mean I considered it uh, uh, just from my experience of playing. It was everywhere as you said. I I could see that uh, it was not to include in any German deck, uh, regardless uh, main or ally, and. Uh, uh, as you said, it was such a huge tempo swing from uh, uh, from one side to another. It, it could just win a game by itself in, in the very early game um, by instantly destroying a unit and then trading with one or more two units uh, as the game went on. But um, to be honest, after even after the initial nerf, I, I still thought it was quite a powerful card. And um, it was more like... Um, uh, more like a hype that uh, drove the meta from that point on. I don't know how much you ag- you agree on me with on me with this, but um, F- Flampanzer was just one of the problems of Breath Air. I mean, I, I have I played a lot of Breath Air. I, even now, I play it from time to time, and there are still many problems uh, with that deck that. Uh, that come from the deck uh, itself. It can have uh, inconsistent hands, it can, hands, it can have uh, uh, the planes without the buffs, it can have the buffs without the planes. It has happened very often to me, and I run a lot of draw power to, to not draw a, a 1k plane uh, within the seven first cards or something like that. It ha- these things happen very often. And um, e- even worse than, uh, than Flam Panzer is the RAF, and because it's because it has an equally uh, an equally um, strong deployment effect uh, versus a uh, Britair, um, and uh, but it's also a fighter, which is uh, even worse for for the bombers. And on top of that, it can have problems uh, with guards if you don't have a bomb if you don't have bombers. There are a lot of problems with that deck. So the way I saw it was like. Ah, okay. Flampanzer is nerfed, so there is a, there is a reason now to play Air. and this is what happened. It it got very popular, but for me it was popular because it was uh, it's it's easy to make. It's relatively cheap. It's uh, it's also somewhat easy to play. It's not a very uh, it's not a very difficult deck, uh, but that didn't. Uh, and at the same time, at that point, uh, Germany was. Uh, uh, was completely put to the side. Uh, right after the uh, uh, the release of Breakthrough, I think Germany was one of the least popular nations. And, but Flampanzer was still a very powerful card, in, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it
1: definitely was. Oh, sorry, were you?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's what I mean. I mean, it was more like... Um, like like the meta shifted uh, towards this uh, attitude that um Flamp parser is now terrible or it's not it's nothing like uh, before or something like that and it, it it has kept shaping on after that like that if you know what i mean um, and um, but uh, overall uh, what i have to say is that i was uh, I th- I think that the uh, even the uh, the first uh, the first nerf of Flampanzer Panzer was uh, reasonable uh, at least to to an extent
1: Yeah there was definitely you know like it definitely brought Flame Panzer down but I think it was doing it in a very uh, um, I guess artificial way Mm-hmm. Uh, because you were just making it so spe- pretty much specifically Brit Air could have a stronger chance against Germany German decks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, instead of just being gatekept by this incredibly powerful three drop that just pretty much shut down Brit yeah. Air, you know. To put it to put uh, it this
0: way, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that if the if the second uh, balance uh, change to panzer didn't uh, come out. I think there still there wouldn't be significant Brit air right now because I think uh, people would slowly realize that uh, it's I don't know if you agree on me on, with me on this that that Brit air is not such a good deck it, it cannot compete uh, on the high level with uh, stuff like uh, control or uh, things like that so that's 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 how I see it. Uh, the,
1: i don't know if i fully agree with that Mm -hmm. uh brit air was definitely an extremely popular deck during that flame panzer the first flame panzer nerf period and uh it remained a very high win rate deck i don't know if it was the best deck but it definitely was a good deck it was definitely up there uh because there was because uh it snowballs so hard. Like, if you go turn one Swordfish and then, like, snowball that into, like, you know, a big close air support Mm -hmm. or a good precision bombing, it can be really hard to stop that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, decks that don't have good ways to remove, like, a 5-7 Swordfish, you know, bomber or something like that, which is, like, the big thing was that You know, it can essentially high roll you with a good draw and it just wipes the floor with you uh, unless you just had like sudden strike in your hand or some way to bounce the card back to hand. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sure. There is. Um, uh, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of opinions about that. About uh, um, the quality of uh, of uh, such some decks, uh, if they are good or not, if they are the best or not. Uh, I mean, we can see it on Discord every day. Uh, even I take part in uh, such a, such a conversations uh, from uh, uh, every often. And uh, I'm sure the same can be said about the. Uh, about balance changes. I mean, uh, uh, you are um, uh, one of the internal test- testers, so you definitely have a different perspective um, about how people perceive these uh, changes or how people perceive uh, the balance uh, in the game. Um, so how do, you, how do you deal with that, let's say? How, how do you approach this? What is your experience so far?
1: Okay, yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot from kind of trying to go from you know an internal tester mindset to like uh interacting with the community because it there's as I found out, everybody has a different opinion <laughs> shocker uh yeah. and it has definitely uh been a challenge to come up with change or specifically nerfs i find nerfs to often be a lot harder to make happen rather than buffs Mm -hmm. Uh, because most people like buffs most people like seeing their their cards get stronger you know yeah like uh you know as a good example you know we saw like uh the mustang yes p51 mustang went from a card that was utterly garbage and never used and it was a bad draft pick to A top-line threat
0: yes and
1: even though that got scaled back to where it's now kind of like a eh, card you know it's still definitely a lot better and I think most people liked that change you Mm -hmm. know the overwhelming majority did Uh, but like nerfs are a lot harder because you're taking stuff away from people exactly uh, (laughs) you know and obviously people have their biases in terms of what decks they play I think so so. like someone I
0: think people sorry are more uh, are, are it's much easier for them to understand instantly how a nerf is going to affect their own strategies and what whatever they they play themselves than a potential buff. So I guess this uh, kind of justifies this uh, uh, this difference in perspective between nerfs and uh, buffs.
1: Yeah. And uh yeah, so nerfs uh you know people have like a deck they play. Like if you play only US ramp Any nerf to any card that you have in your US ramp deck, you know, Mm -hmm. is more likely to upset you because that's the only deck you play and you have put all your resources into it. And, you know, and it's definitely something that I think is heavily considered when doing nerfs, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and obviously not all nerfs land where they are. Some kill cards, some aren't enough, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. but. You know, I think I can say that in general, nerfs are trying to weaken a card but not kill it.
0: Okay. That...
1: Uh, you know, like, if there is a nerf to counter offensive or any of the current meta problems, uh, in an ideal sense, we can, or it would be possible to nerf those to where they are reasonable decks, but no longer
0: as problematic as they are. Okay, uh, I have a question that just popped uh, popped up into my head, and um, it's kind of uh, not how I plan to to move on with this uh, uh, discussion. But um, I I wanted to ask you your opinion on this. Do you think that some changes like um like 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 like, like uh, you you plan a very well designed nerf to to counter offensive. I don't know, maybe give it plus two plus one or give the buff uh, only because only for your own uh, for your own damaged units. Um, and you do this in mind uh, that uh, keeping in mind that this would bring the deck and the card to a reasonable level. Um, do you think that people just just drop it uh, uh, altogether just because there was a, a nerf uh, even though there is still potential for this deck do you think this phenomenon happens
1: yes i've i've seen it happen actually uh you know i can't uh, but you know we've definitely seen uh balance changes Dr- people do just drop decks if certain buffs happen or certain nerfs happen that affect that deck Mm-hmm. Uh, Brit Air is the most recent example. That deck shot up like it went like I think it was like five times more popular than it was before after the first Flame Panzer nerf, yeah. and it's now dropped significantly since the second Flame Panzer change.
0: Yeah, I think I think Fast Hands was also such an example. I think even after the September, uh, I don't I don't remember it was late August or September changes, where there was a series of nerfs. Uh, towards the summertime uh, Heinz deck, uh, including the 109 Engineers, uh, the SDK tank, which got to reduced to, to 1 defense, the, the Alliance, and all of, all, of, all of those things. I think there were still many viable ways where you could play uh, German Tank Angro. Uh, and there were players on the ladder, uh, on, even on the top of la- the ladder, that could play it uh, uh, pretty well and efficiently. Uh, so I think it was just a matter of psychology that there was uh, just these massive uh, nerfs to to Fast Heinz, and then just people dropped it uh, almost entirely. I, I just think yeah, th- this is another example. Yeah, there's definitely
1: there. I think Fast Heinz is maybe a little more justified because that deck was uh, definitely one of the more nerf decks we've seen in the yes. game as of recent memory. Uh, you know, like it got, you know, four to five nerfs over the course of a couple months, which is a pretty hefty chunk of the cards that got nerfed, and it really brought the deck down. Uh, so, you know, I, I did not play Fast Heinz after the nerf, so I could not comment on how good the deck was, but we definitely saw it disappear.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so,
1: yeah, psychology can yeah have yeah. its impact on
0: it. Okay so uh for sure um um okay and back to our uh, original topic about you approaching the uh the balance changes and uh, your experience about it uh um, and why don't we make a connection about the uh, uh, and how you try to listen to the players and uh, what they have to say why don't we make some uh connection with the current state of the game which i uh, hinted earlier that we would uh, uh, touch at some point um uh what what uh, what would you say about um the the players uh, perception on the current situation of the game i mean obviously there are some topics such as uh, research and uh, supply chain uh that are very hot right now um how do you uh, uh, what is your uh, view on this uh, by let's say studying the the player base and their opinions so Due to how I try to
1: interact with as many, like, sections of the community, mm-hmm. it's definitely a very divided topic. Uh, you know, like, we see a lot of people uh, complain about, like, uh, supply chain, and I think most people agree that supply chain is an issue, or at least the artillery deck needs changes to it. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think that's one of the more ubiquitous I've seen. Uh counteroffensive is a less talked about option, but I think... Is still also generally seen like it could be toned down a little Mm bit yeah Uh, research though is very different in that it is very divided in terms of the discussion around it Uh, if you're in like the cards discord or you know around people that are in the discord it seems like most of them are fine and think research do need changes Mm-hmm. but there are parts of the community that are outside of that scope that see no problem with research at all just utterly none they think it's totally fine and any nerf would kill the cards uh, and that it's just it doesn't need changes
0: really so, yes so it's let's say it was if it was up to them let's say they, they would just keep it exactly as it is without any uh and any changes pretty much pretty much that's that's uh, very interesting and uh are there same some uh, let's say are there uh, people with the same opinion about the supply chain let's say and the situation of having i don't know seven supply chains in hand that cost zero uh no i haven't seen like uh a
1: lot of people that have said that like there's definitely always someone that's saying like everything's fine nothing needs changes okay, don't nerf yeah. my deck yeah but uh in general, research has this like the most I've seen the most divide between okay. uh people wanting it nerfed and people not wanting it nerfed with research. Okay. Uh, some of the other problems like uh counteroffensive and supply chain seem to generally agree that it's uh those are problems and could be toned back in ways.
0: Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that's very interesting to hear, actually, because uh, uh, yeah, I'm also active on Discord. And uh, uh, just to clarify, I don't mean to to bash on anyone who thinks that uh, research is fine. I mean, uh, as you will uh, understand by the end of this uh, podcast, that is the uh, the meaning of this uh, episode to uh, to highlight how uh, different people have different opinions, and uh, uh, this can be very challenging uh, to the uh, to the balance changing procedure, uh, so uh, yeah, fr- from my uh, from my uh, from how I have seen on uh, Discord and everything, uh, yes. Uh, 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 that's why I ask you about them. Uh, research and supply chain are the two uh, most uh, talked about um, uh, issues. But uh, you mentioned that uh, um, because I have uh, this, let's say, I have this uh, picture in my mind where we have. Uh, On on one hand, we have uh, uh, Jay King's uh, party where where he is uh, all for uh, nerfing and changing research. And on the other hand, we have uh, Harry Big Ben's party who every day comes and talks about the supply chain and everything. And uh, again, I I don't mean any disrespect to the the players or or, uh, anything. Both of these have uh, solid arguments. Uh, Just uh, want to highlight the situation uh, right now on uh, Discord. Uh, But um, uh, what I did uh, find interesting uh, was uh, what you said about the research, about how there are uh, completely different uh, opinions about it. Um, can you give us uh, like some examples of what is the one side and what is the other side? I mean, obviously one of them says that the research uh, must be changed, and the other sa- says no, it must be stay exactly as it is now. Uh, what are the arguments? Let's say of, of uh, the two sides. How do they back up these uh, statements?
1: Yeah, so this is a bit hard for me to talk about because I do have my own opinion about this. Okay. Uh, And to be completely transparent, I am for changing research,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, notably the uh, 12 credit options like Manhattan Project and Bletchley Park. Yes. Uh, So I'm more inclined to listen and agree with the arguments to nerf it, Mm -hmm. but from what i've seen of the people that are not wanting it changes is that uh it's not displaying an overwhelming win rate uh the decks that are running it aren't so far ahead of the other co- uh, the other decks that it's a problem uh that's one of the arguments i've mm-hmm. seen uh the other is that it's uh, it's not the most played deck you know like on ladder we're not seeing like everybody in the oc play you know, like research. Yes. You know, there's still a lot of aggro and whatnot, so they consider that as a m- okay meta, like in terms of its health, which mm-hmm. is one of the arguments. Uh, those are probably the two I see the most. Uh, there's others that are like uh, there are others that you know say there's counterplay, which to an extent there is, but I think the counterplay is too limited. Yes. And, and attempts, and there have been attempts to offer more counterplay to research, and those haven't worked out in the way that was hoped. Yes. So, you know, I think it, we're at a point where research is kind of in a position where it needs to be changed. But there are people that don't see that as an issue.
0: I see, I see. And uh, to clarify, I'm also uh, in favor of uh, changing uh, research and again, especially the uh, the 12K options uh, for Manhattan Project and the Bletchley Park. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with uh, the arguments of um, those that uh, claim that it's fine and it should stay like that because in my mind, we should be addressing cards like based on their potential and not just as the situation is now and for me even now the situation is very uh is is difficult with research i mean yes it's not the on the, it's not the most uh, popular deck on the ladder but that's a whole different uh, um, there's a whole uh, bunch of reasons for that and um but uh, as i understand um uh, right now you have uh, research is a hot topic and you as let's say as a uh, as a tester team as member of the tester team and the, the tester team overall and uh, subsequently the the devs um, the example of research which is uh, divided among the communities it's a, it's a quite tough one uh, let's say in, in cases like these how uh, what is the let's say the the recipe to um, to performing a fine, uh, to, to perform a, a balance change? Like, um, uh, how, how is it dealt with the fact that there's so much different opinion about this?
1: Okay, yeah. So, again, I'm going to have to repeat here that this is just going to be my own opinion. Of course, opinion. of course. I can't speak for the devs. I don't speak for other internal mm-hmm. testers. This is my opinion and mine alone. But for me, it is a lot of factors. Uh, obviously, if a deck or if a deck or card is too high in win rate, then it's a problem, you know mm-hmm. If a deck has a 70% win rate, you know across like all games, that's a problem. It needs to be dealt with immediately, okay uh, But there are other ones such as uh, you know the fun factor uh, you know, do people enjoy? playing against this deck uh you know uh the, but there's also uh i think there is future design space you know what can we do in the future what is this card restricting us from doing in the future that's important uh, yes yeah that is that was a big thing for me with resistance uh mm-hmm. you know the resistance changes were uh, another very divided topic uh it's actually one of the most Uh, hmm, what's the best word? I want to say like violent, but it wasn't, you know, like, you know, hateful or anything. It was one of the most outspoken. There it is. Mm -hmm. One of the most outspoken changes, depending on who you asked.
0: By the way, uh, do you yeah. uh, do you mean the the recent change to resistance to the, to the card of resistance itself, or do do you mean the it was uh, I think in November where we had the balance patch where the uh, the Viva La, Re- La resistance and the uh, liberation got nerfed. Which uh in which balance patch are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I definitely the last one was definitely the most i the most outspoken. Okay. Uh, Depending on the sides, but almost every balance patch to Resistance has caused outcry. Uh, Even if you want to go way back to uh, the first set of nerfs, which were to Liberation and Arming the Resistance, where they went up one credit a month or two after Allegiance came out.
0: Ah, okay. I wasn't aware of that, actually. Um so I take it that uh, yes, you, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I really wanted to ask you this. Um, let's say the situation about research that you that you just described, where it has divided the community so much. Uh, was it also true about the uh, resistance? And I mean uh, resistance in its uh, initial uh, form, with uh, uh, before the nerf to um, to to arming or to to liberation or whatever. I mean. At that point, where again, I don't have that much experience in the game, but um, resistance from what I saw was the thing that uh, unified the community the most as to what we hate, what we want to see changed. Like yeah, that's, so that's, that was my point of view like that everyone wanted resistance to be nerfed or changed somehow. But was this true or? the situation that you described with research also applied to resistance at that point or even at recent points
1: uh it it depends on how far back you go i think the first nerfs didn't have that many people complaining because resistance came out and uh ended up being you know a very despised mechanic Mm -hmm. it wasn't very good but it also wasn't uh very well liked Uh, you know, which was a shame because it is an interesting mechanic. And I think there's a lot of potential within the mechanic to do stuff. Yes. It just needs to be expanded upon. But, uh, the, the, the changes, the initial changes weren't that bad, but the last, the more recent changes have definitely caused a lot of outcry from people because they either don't see resistance as a, uh, Issue or they really enjoy resistance, which you know, these nerfs and reworks to it are seen as killing the archetype, mm-hmm. even though I would say, uh, there's been a very deliberate effort to not kill resistance but more so tune it to where stuff could be done with it, okay? Uh, because like if we if we talk about old resistance. Uh, there's nothing that can be done with that com- that archetype. Like that would all that would be the only resistance cards we'd ever see printed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'd never see cards that add more resistance. We'd never see cards that specifically work with resistance. You know, we'd see. You know, we've seen a couple cards that have France care about cards in the enemy hand, mm-hmm. but we would have never seen more actual resistance printed because it's just too risky and too difficult to design for a mechanic that even with just 12 cards is already, you know, a complete package and is very uh, hated by uh, portions of the community. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: Do you think that uh, what we discussed earlier about the psychology and how one change can... Um, affect the players to an unreasonable extent. Do you think the same applies to resistance? Because I think that the most recent change to resistance at least based on how the, the most dominant resistance deck was at that point the, the Japanese resistance the way it was reformed with all this burn for me I don't understand why resistance has fallen so much in popularity. I mean doing one damage to your HQ it's It's almost equally as good for uh, for this deck, and I don't understand why it has fallen popularity so much. What what do you think about this? So I think that
1: uh, in terms of why resistance is not seen much anymore, it's very much due to research. Looping back around to that, uh, you know, like. The, the resistance decks really kind of relied on filling your hand and having you milk cards and then hoping they just get to snipe the research out of your hand mm-hmm. because then they would have the time to draw their deck and then burn you to death. Yes. Uh, but the recent change has made it so the control decks can just take the damage, yes. uh, heal up, mm-hmm. and then just spend two turns... Going into research and then winning because they have two nukes or Bletchley Park and stuff yes. like that, which just, which the Japanese French French Resistance deck doesn't have ways to deal with. Well, uh,
0: I I have to disagree on just one point of this is that um, uh, res- uh, Japanese Resistance is the only deck that could consistently come back from Bletchley Park, and this was due to Fone War this is another issue of mine i mean i mean i think phony war is the number one uh, card that should be addressed somehow even now i don't care but uh, i i've been playing with research from f- with british research from uh, uh, early january and from my experience the uh, um, uh, the phony war was something uh, incredible i mean it was the only deck that could consistently come back from uh, from bletchley
1: yeah, and that's definitely true. But there's also like other factors too. Like, uh, for example, uh, it was entirely possible to brick Japanese resistance or the resistance deck with like a uh, a well-timed, uh, the nine credit option. I forget the name of it, but it makes all the cards. Ah, in the... Hand Ac- no active, uh,
0: active Sonar, that's right. Yes, Active yes.
1: Sonar. So like resistance had a lot of ways that it could block and shut down the Japanese France deck. Mm -hmm. Uh, once it had research in hand and there wasn't much the Japanese deck could do uh, unless it just happened to block your hand and make you mill it Uh, and that got worse once people could just start pinging themselves instead of milling cards Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that's a big factor as to why uh, we've seen a lot less of Japan France
0: okay okay yeah that's uh, that's that makes sense uh okay now we have said uh, quite a lot of things actually and uh it's been uh, very interesting and uh i just want to go back to to one of your latest uh, statements about how uh people were pissed with the uh, uh with the latest change of resistance and that were actually players uh who love the resistance and who maybe love it now or they they like it or whatever and um if you told me if you told me that uh, a few months ago it would be, uh, I would think uh, you were insane. But uh, playing more and more with the game has, made, has led me to realize that different players have different opinions and different tastes. And it turns out that there are even people who really like Resistance, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, people uh, there there can be no judgment uh, on the taste of uh, uh, of what you like to play. But uh, We don't see that often. I mean, uh, we see a lot of complaints about resistance, but we don't see the other side, do we? And why do you think that is? I mean, we don't see uh, players defending resistance. At least, I haven't seen any any of that. At least not so intensively as uh, bashing it or claiming it should be changed.
1: Yeah, so that's because uh, the big thing is that it is uh, a foreign community that enjoys it uh mm-hmm. in particular i will point out the chinese community uh as a very big proponent of like the resistance okay lovers uh you know due to china having you know the great firewall and having like so many uh limited ways for them to interact mm-hmm. they're almost they're in a way isolated from a lot of the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they have Discord over in China. I may be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have like actual Discord. So it's a very divided, uh, isola- it's an isolated community. And they really like Resistance over there. I would say they are probably the most... The biggest proportion of the resistance lovers. That's very interesting, they,
0: actually. I mean,
1: yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, they're very, uh, they are. Now, this isn't speaking for all of the Chinese community. Yeah, of course, obviously. yeah. Uh, the Chinese community is actually very, very big. Uh, so it's a very, but there's definitely a very good group of people that love resistance and interact with it and enjoy it. And then, when changes are made to it, they really don't like it. Even though, for most of like the English speakers and other people, uh, you know, Europeans and Americans and whatnot, uh, we see it mostly as a good set of changes, reducing a mechanic that nobody seems to like. Even mm-hmm. though there are people, it's just that they're, you know, kind of isolated from having their opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think it's also that? Uh... Uh, it, if you hate something, it's it's more likely to... I mean, yeah, of course, the, the problem of the isolation uh, of the Chinese community is a thing, but do you think it's also that uh, if you hate something, it's more likely to go online and uh, complain about it than if you love it, to say, hey, this is fine, we should keep it as it is. Do you think also this yes, plays
1: a part? Definitely. Okay. Yes, definitely. Great, great. Uh, because it's just... Uh, you know, people obviously like... If you enjoy something, you know, you're just going to enjoy it. You're not going (laughs) to often go out of your way to, you know, sing praises about it or at least not make it, you know, super, super vocal. But if you hate something like resistance or discard Mm. or research or the supply chain or counter offensive and on and on Mm. and on, you know, that's why whenever, you know, if you look in the discord and whatnot, there's a lot of people that are shitting on stuff they don't like, but not saying like oh i really enjoy this deck
0: yeah of course yeah it's a, this is a very important uh, part and uh, i'm very happy that we would go to to discuss it i mean uh overall i think we had some uh, very interesting discussion and uh, i'm very happy to 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 have this opportunity with you and uh, before we before we conclude uh, I would like to to note to to our listeners uh, of some key takeaways about uh, uh, about today's episode and the most important uh, the most important one is uh, this latest one that we talked about is how there are there's a whole community of players that might actually love and like something that uh, uh, that you hate and that you see that this is a, a, a very big problem that and that you don't enjoy it at all just because you see it like that it doesn't mean that everyone else sees like that and uh, as uh, as part of the internal testing uh, team uh, fan police has demonstrated how difficult it is to actually make balance changes that will uh satisfy everyone i mean can we say that the uh, balance changes uh are about balancing between perspectives of of the players can we say something like that can i put it as a title maybe uh yeah i think that's a fine title <laughs> cool uh, you know. cool thanks but <laughs> great uh but also uh Another uh, issue that I I want to highlight is uh, from our early point of uh, discussion where uh, you mentioned that if you only play Ramp and uh, you get one card that is nerfed and then your whole uh, deck is... uh, is nerfed down Um, this is one of the reasons why and i'm especially addressing the new new players here that uh it's very important to uh to play a whole variety of decks Uh, not only it will make you more resilient to such uh, changes that might nerf decks uh, but uh, it will also give you a better perspective and I can even give a personal example about this. I am a mostly a control player. I play stuff like Ramp and Research uh, all the time. And I kind of hate aggro, to <laughs> to be honest. Like, um, it's very common for me that uh, I play my Britain or USA deck and then this aggro player comes up with the uh, uh, 15th Cav and then the 35T and then the Type 93 and he just kills me uh, by turn 4 or 5 or something. And I'm just like... Yeah, okay, but if you let me play, yeah, that would be that would the be best, if you let me play. Then I switch to an L640 deck that I have, uh, which is even faster than uh, uh, than Jagro. And then I face some control player, and of course, they have all the pin, they have all the guards, they have all the denial and everything. And I'm again, yeah, okay, that's all great, but if you let me play, that would be great. So even within yourself, you can uh, understand this uh, situation that depending on what you play, uh, it can uh, significantly shape your uh, perceiving uh, uh, of the game. So it's, it's important to think uh, as a conclusion to, to have a broad mind uh, about this and, uh, and be patient. Uh, okay, uh, thank you, uh, thanks a lot uh, to Fan Police for being uh, with us uh, here today.
1: No problem. Uh, and let me just repeat one last thing uh, for a third time. Uh, this is this everything said in the, everything said by me was of my own opinion, and it does not reflect uh, either 1939 Games nor does it reflect any other internal tester. Uh, it's my opinion alone, and don't go to them if you don't agree with me. Uh, I have opinions, you know, and that's just. And again. You know, that's why it's not just me making, you know, suggestions. There's a lot of internal testers and the devs and, you know, we everybody tries their best to make changes and new content balanced, but also as fun as possible, even though there are times where marks are missed or things go wrong
0: um i have to, first of all uh, the thing that uh, uh, this is your opinions only um, i can put it also in the description of the of the article that's going to come up with, with the, the podcast just so we're sure it has been heard enough times maybe even in the title if you want to uh, it, uh you don't need to put it in the title <laughs> i just got to
1: make sure yeah you know, of course of uh, course
0: because uh, you
1: know, I, I don't want to be speaking for people that of course i'm not you know actually speaking for
0: uh, that's understandable, yes. And uh, i got to say that I am uh, actually overall uh, quite happy with how the developers are uh, going. And uh, I think they're actually close. This is, again, my personal opinion. Uh, I think they're actually close to the community in general. I complain about some things uh, from uh, now and then, but I think overall they're on a, a good course, let's say. Uh, So, uh, that sums it up, uh, more or less. Uh, I hope to upload this uh, episode uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Make sure to to check out uh, kowalskianalysis.com for... um uh, uh, for all the commentary that I put there for my decks and strategies and uh, uh, also don't forget uh, to that if you want to contribute on this uh, uh, project of mine if you want to submit a deck or if you want uh, to propose an article uh, for me to work on uh, that's perfectly fine I appreciate that actually uh, and uh, it helps me create uh, uh, more content uh, because it gives me ideas uh, and also of course if you want to uh, to contribute uh, uh, in other ways, I also have uh, some uh, information on that. If you want to uh, send a donation over PayPal or uh, something like that, of course, that's also very welcome. Uh, so, uh, thanks a lot again, Fan Police. And uh, uh, I wish everybody a happy and a healthy evening. And uh, let's see that the uh, next uh, balance patch uh, coming up soon. Yeah,
1: it, I, I can say there's going to be some changes that people will like in there.
0: Oh, good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. But also people that but also um, not liked by other people, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, but yeah. let's let's keep it let's keep it positive. We'll see. We'll see. We
0: will see We'll let us keep it positive. It's going to be interesting for sure. Okay. All but, right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.